Hello, hello, everybody. Um, it is so good to be with you all here tonight, and I'm really, really happy that we get an opportunity to share with you guys something that is so precious and special to the youth community, or a little bit of it anyway. So thank you for being here and just, yeah, just seeing what it's all about. It's, it's really cool. But um, before I continue with that, there is just something I wanted to say. And that is, if you have been around this past month and been coming to church, we've been going through our biblical ethics series, which which has been a big one, and we have covered a whole heap of ground. And so on that, I just wanted to say that this coming Wednesday night, 7.30 here at church, we have a Q&A session. So if there's anything that's come up in that that you have questions about, please, please send them through. If you're a youth, tell your leader to pass on, or if you're one of the adults, send an email to church because we would love to have a chat with you and have a discussion around some of those things. So just letting you know that's coming up this Wednesday. Now, I wanna take you guys on a bit of the journey of Ignite 2022. And this year, we looked at what it means to be created in God's image. And how being images of God gave us a job to do, to rule over to creation, to take care of it, and a purpose, to bring glory to God and to enjoy being with him. We looked at what it means to be a child of God, how through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, we can be adopted into his family. And because we're adopted into a family, we looked at what it means to have an identity as a family member. Our identity isn't just about ourselves, we have a role and we have responsibilities to those around us. And finally, we learned how God continues to transform us into the likeness of Jesus and how he chooses to use us to help build his kingdom, to invite other people into his family. And tonight, we are gonna finish the story. And our journey ends when we reach eternity. And what I mean is the journey ends, but that is because an even better fully fulfilled life begins. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm the sort of person, and some of you will know this, that who loves to know how things are gonna end. I find the journey a lot more uh, enjoyable when I know the final destination. I'm the friend that's always asking for spoilers, the one who's like always wants to like flick to the back of the book to see how it's gonna end. I just find it a lot more peaceful when I can see where I'm going. And thankfully, with God, I know how it's gonna end. Now, I may not know exactly what's gonna happen in my life, but I am certain about where I will end up. And we all can be certain about where we will end up. Let me read again Revelation 21, verses one to four. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw this holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. 
for the old order of things have passed away. We know that if we believe in Jesus, in the end, we are going to be with God. And this will be in a place that is fully restored. There will be no more death, no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain at all. That is our final destination. And in Genesis 1.27, we're told, God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And this was kind of the cornerstone verse for our camp this year. And we know that we are created in God's image, but as we are now, we all have a distorted understanding of what that means. We don't fully reflect God to the world. We aren't always bringing him glory. We aren't always kind and generous and nice to the people around us. But we know that when we are with God in eternity, we will be made perfect. We will know what it is like to be the images of God. It will no longer be distorted or confused. We will be able to love one another and love God and love the earth just how we were created to be. And you know what we're told? We're told in Romans 8, 17, now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. In eternity, we share in the glory of Christ. That is wild. He is so generous to us that he makes us his heirs. We, he, we give his inheritance. Eternity with God is the best gift that we ever could be given. God has so much goodness waiting for us. A goodness that we don't fully understand and fully receive in this life, but one day we will. But moving beyond ourselves, there will be a greater unity than ever before. Revelation says, I see a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. Heaven comes down to earth to be one. We don't go up to heaven when we die, but rather heaven will come down and become one with the earth. And we're told that there's no sea. And this is a bit of a weird, it can be a bit of a weird uh, thing to kind of throw in there, but I don't think that John is talking literally here. What this means is the sea, the sea that separates people groups or the sea that in John's time was seen as chaotic and disruptive and dangerous. The sea that in earlier, earlier in Revelation represented the source of evil. This is the sea that is going to be destroyed. Evil is defeated, peace and order are restored, humanity is united together, with one, together as one with God. This place, eternity, is our proper home. Philippians 3.20 says to us, our citizenship is in heaven, 
and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. We were not created for this earth. We were not supposed to feel all the pain and separation and loss that we can feel. We were created for a better home, a home that Jesus laid down his life to give us access to, our eternal home. But this passage comes with a warning that I don't want to skip over lightly. In verses 7 to 8, we're told, those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lakes of burning sulfur. This is the second death. We were all created for our home in, our home in eternity with God, but Jesus is the key. And he is the key for everybody. You, can't, you can only enter eternity with God if you choose to accept Jesus and follow him. And the Bible is clear that if you don't, your eternity will be vastly different. It will be horrific. And the reason for that is if all good things come from God, if everything fun, if everything joyful, if everything happy and good comes from him, then when you are separated from him eternally, all you are left with is mourning and crying and pain. But the good news is that while you are here, you have a choice. It is never, ever too late to turn to Jesus. He wants to know you and he waits with his arms open wide for you. But be warned that when Jesus returns to judge the living and the dead, that invitation will be gone. So when you make your choice, don't make it lightly. And I can't tell you when that's gonna be, no one knows when Jesus is going to return. But I can tell you that if you choose to believe in Jesus, you're adopted into God's family. And there is so, so much goodness that comes with that. And so there are three things that I wanna look at tonight. Because in Genesis three, we, at the fall, we see three key relationships break down. The one between us and God, the one between each other, and the one between us and the earth. And in eternity, we see those three key relationships restored. So what about us and God? In eternity, we have a greater unity with God than Adam and Eve did in the garden. It can be easy to read Genesis 2 and think, oh, look how nice that is. They're walking in the cool of the day with the Lord. That's, that's incredible. But we actually know God a whole lot better than Adam and Eve do. We know God the Father, we know God the Son, and we know God the Holy Spirit. And when we are with him eternally, we are gonna have that personal relationship. We're gonna know him a whole lot more than Adam and Eve did. And we will be in a perfect, mutual, loving relationship with him. And that will mean that we experience the full love and joy and peace and delight that God has for us. And we cannot fathom in this life how much God cares for us. And often we struggle to feel his love and to feel his delight. 
but in this new creation, there will be no more barriers. We will experience it all. And secondly, we will give God the glory that he is due. We do that in part sometimes here on earth, but our selfishness often gets in the way. But in eternity, all the glory is God's and we enjoy all the goodness he loves to give us. It's perfect and it's beautiful. But what then will happen with with us, with our relationships together? On camp, we looked at how we were adopted into a family. And 1 Corinthians talks about how we are to be completely unified, each part having equal concern for the other. And in this life, I think it wouldn't be too hard to realize that we don't live that out every day. But in eternity, we will be completely reconciled. There's no more conflict among one another. There is only deep love and care. Reconciliation is coming. And we will have a full family experience. No one is an orphan. You will feel what it's like to have a father that loves you and a family that sees you and knows you and cares for you. And I know that a lot of us have broken experiences with family, but in eternity, we'll experience what it's like to be in a perfect family. Everyone will be included. No one will be left out or left unloved. We will all care for each other equally and deeply. There's no social isolation or racism or sexism or exclusion. And we won't be separated by death. No longer will we need to feel the deep pain and ache of what it's like to lose someone that we love. All the aches and pains of your heart will be completely restored. And finally, we'll fully understand and live out our communal identity, what it means to be united in Christ, acting as different parts of his body. But what about us in the earth? Romans 8, 20 to 21 tells us this, for creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. Creation will be healed. There'll be no more natural disasters, climate change or pollution. Creation will be able to breathe again. And in this restored creation, we still will do work. We still have work to do, but this work won't be a struggle anymore. We will fulfill our original role to subdue and rule over the earth, but we'll get it right this time. We won't cause the earth to suffer, but instead be good and kind to it. But there is one other level of brokenness that will be healed and that's the brokenness within ourselves. Because in the Bible, we are told that believers or followers of God are filled with an inexpressible and boundless joy and a peace that transcends all understanding. And there may be times in this life where that's the case, 
but that certainly is not always our reality. And I don't want you to think that if that's not how you feel, if you read these words in the Bible and you say, that's not me, I don't feel like that. I don't want you to think that you are doing anything wrong or that you're not a Christian. Because whilst God says he will give us those things, we still live in a broken world which makes it really hard for us to receive them, especially consistently. Even though we are children with God, we can struggle with mental health. Being a Christian won't take away all your pain and torment, but one day it will. In eternity, our minds are fully healed and the pain and distress is taken away and we will be at peace. And the same goes for our physical bodies. We're told that, in heaven, that heaven is a physical place, that we'll have a resurrection body like Jesus has. And we'll still be able to run and jump and hug people, but this time we have bodies that won't fall apart, that won't get sick, that won't be subject to disease, that won't get injured, ever. And finally, we'll be at peace with ourselves, with our identity, with who God created us to be, at peace with the things that we really hate about ourselves and wish we could change. No more insecurities or uncertainties. We will love ourselves and our bodies just as God created them to be. And we'll have peace. And the best thing about all of this is that it's certain. We call it hope, but that's not the kind of hope where we're wishing that something would happen. It's a hope that is waiting for something that is certainly going to happen. We can be sure of it because God does not lie and he always keeps his promises. If we are in Christ, we know how it is going to end. This new life is waiting for us. So what do we do now? Well, I think my best advice is be mindful of eternity. Learn to teach your heart to lift its eyes and remember where we're going. And I remember a time where this really helped me, um, and forgive me if some of the youth have heard this before, but I was on my way to my first assessment for Extension 2 Maths in school. And I worked really hard and I was very anxious. I wanted to do really, really well. And I was driving along and I was very stressed. And then I just remember God saying to me, he said, Ruth, I'm not gonna care what your assessment mark is when you get to eternity. And I just felt this weight and this peace come over me. Now, don't get me wrong, this isn't to discredit working hard in this life. That is very important to work hard. God gives you your gifts and abilities and he wants you to use them to its full potential. But it's about remembering to keep the main thing the main thing. What is going to have eternal significance and what is going to pass away. And tonight, I wanna to give you an opportunity to become part of God's family if you're not already. Because if you've heard this and if you feel God nudging you and telling you that this is the future he has for you, then I want you to pray with me. And in this prayer, uh, what we'll be doing is acknowledging that God is the ruler of all things We'll be thanking him that he has made a way for us to be a part of his family through Jesus. 
we'll be acknowledging and apologizing for the life that we have lived that has been against him. That's what we call sin. And we'll be asking for forgiveness and that he will adopt us into his family. And if you pray this, and if you mean it, then you are welcomed into the family of God. So if tonight this is you, then please pray this prayer with me in your hearts. Dear Heavenly Father, I acknowledge that you are the ruler of all things. Thank you that Jesus willingly came to earth and laid down his life so that we can be a part of your family. I acknowledge that I've lived a life that hasn't recognized you as king, and I'm sorry for doing things my own way. Please forgive me for my sin and adopt me into your family. From this day, I wanna follow you as my king and lord and be a part of your family. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. And if you prayed that prayer earnestly tonight for the first time, then welcome to God's family. It is the best decision that you have ever made. And if you're sitting here and if you're not sure yet, um, and you're not in the family yet, but you have some questions, then please, please ask someone. This is serious stuff that we're talking about. This is your eternity that we're talking about. So don't walk away from it lightly. And if you have made that decision tonight, please tell someone tell a friend around you who's a follower of Jesus or come and tell me because we would love to support you on your journey about what that means to follow Jesus. And for the rest of us, remember to keep your eyes fixed on God as he continues to use us to continue to grow his family until the day that we live in perfect unity with him and with each other. The day is coming restoration will happen of that we can be absolutely